Stephen. Um, I just, I'm asking that you bear with me like moments before um, the call, I received some bad news of a, a thing in my church that's going on and uh, I just need God's grace now. So let's pray. Father, I um, I come to you in the name of Jesus, and I bless and praise you, Lord God, for your mercies and grace. Father, I pray that you would give anointing and unction, and I pray that Christ would be glorified. That you would be honored, Lord. Help me in my weakness, Father, that the word of God would go forth with authority and power. Speak to our hearts, I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to, uh, I want to speak to you today regarding our sufficiency in Christ. You know, we live in a day and age where we're constantly being sold something. You realize that? Whether on smartphones, whether on the internet, whatever it is, wherever you go, television or radio, we're always being sold something constantly. We're always told what we're lacking. Even in the church, you hear so often, you know, you hear the common refrain of people saying, you know, the problem in the church is this. The problem in the church is that. What we need in the church is this. What we need in the church is that. Many churches follow the same world's rhythm of, of needs-based marketing, you know, trying to desire something. And, you know, consequently, it causes other believers, other well-meaning believers, um, to seek other experiences, because they don't understand completely and fully their position in Jesus Christ, that the Lord has equipped us with everything pertaining to godliness and life in Christ Jesus. In 2 Corinthians 9, 8, the apostle Paul writes these words. He says, God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. So I want to talk more about our sufficiency in Jesus Christ. And our text that we're going to look at today is 2 Peter, and it's chapter 1, verse 3. And we're going to look at our sufficiency in Christ and how Christ has provided us with his power, his provision, and his promises. And it's my desire that we as believers in Jesus Christ completely understand that we lack no good thing. We lack no good thing. Therefore, in times of abundance, in times of need, we have everything in Christ, whether in trial or tribulation, abundance or need, Christ is sufficient. So open your Bibles with me to 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. 
We're going to look primarily at this verse. Peter writes, <clears throat> according to his divine power, hath given us... According as his divine power hath given us unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. According to his divine power. This is the first crucial truth that our sufficiency in Christ is not dependent on anything within us, but is a divine grace. And it is bestowed upon us by the Lord Jesus Christ. This power that the Apostle Peter speaks to is not of our own making. It's not inherent in the human being, but is a divine gift we get through the new birth. And the important thing for us to remember is the power that we possess. It does not matter. We may think we're strong. We may think we're self-sufficient. We may think we can tackle everything. Take, take it from me, we can. But what matters is not the amount. What matters is the source. And the source of that power we possess. And the source of that power is Jesus Christ. It's Jesus Christ. That word power there in the Greek, you've probably heard it a million times, is the Greek word dunamis. And it's often equated with dynamite, but it has nothing to do with dynamite. What that word actually means is power through God's ability. It's power through God's ability. The word is used throughout the New Testament, right? Romans 1.16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation. 2 Corinthians 12, 9, when Paul is talking about his thorn in the flesh, he says power, this power that comes through God's ability is perfected through weakness. And this power is imparted to the believer, believer via the new birth. So if you are born again in Christ, Christ has already equipped us. And the term there, according, refers to the object where he says, according to his divine power. Well, he's referring to the object in verse 2. Who is the object? Well, verse 2 makes it clear. Grace and peace multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. The source of our power is none other. God's supply of spiritual power through Jesus Christ never fails. And as believers, we may experience ups and downs, and we may experience various gyrations and turns in our life. There may be times of obedience. There may be times of disobedience. However, the divine power that hath given unto us, the one that the Lord gives unto us, never fails. As a matter of fact, it has already been granted. It has already been granted. That's why the Lord could say to the Apostle Paul, my grace is sufficient for thee. 
He didn't say, I'm going to give you more grace. He said, my grace, what you already have is sufficient. Why? Because that grace is built upon the dunamis. It's built upon the power, and it is a secured gift for the believer. What does this mean to us? Well, we all have needs, including the power of Christ, but God has granted this. He's already granted this for us to succeed in this life and to advance the gospel. You know, I was thinking about it. We come here to pray, and what we do here is rather significant, is it not? We pray for God to awaken and revive the church, to revive our lives. We ask God to do this, which is the correct thing. And in our prayers, as we pray, this dunamis, this power, goes forth. It calls to the God of heaven, who hears. It calls to our great high priest Christ, who hears. It calls to the Holy Spirit, who listens and acts on our behalf. This power rises to heaven, and God hears and answers. That's power. That's power. The kingdom of darkness, let me share something. The kingdom of darkness is shaken every time believers pray and pray in faith. Why? Because we are so strong? That's not the case. No. Because God has given believers power according to his grace. The Apostle Paul says this in Ephesians 3.20, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think, according to the power that works within us, God's power, God's power is part of our sufficiency in Christ. There's another element to it. It's Christ's provision. Christ's provision. In addition to his divine power given to believers through the new birth, Christ has provided his provision so that as believers, we lack nothing. Let me say that again. As believers, we lack nothing. Peter writes concerning this. He says here in verse 3, He hath given unto us all things pertaining to life and godliness. I want you to note that. All things pertaining to life and godliness, the physical realm and the spiritual realm. And when it comes to our spiritual walk, our position in Christ, our salvation, and our gifting and our equipping, Christ has provided everything. Christ has equipped us through the new birth with everything we need to live godly lives, and not merely godly lives. He has given us everything we need to live powerful lives for the kingdom of God and to bring glory to God. And the question comes down to, do we believe it? Listen to the words of the Apostle Paul in Colossians 2, verses 8 through 10. The Apostle Paul writes this, Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, 
after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And I want you to note these words. And ye are complete in him. We're com we don't have to chase any other experience. We are complete in Christ. We don't have to add anything to our salvation. We don't have to add anything to our sanctification. We don't have to add anything to our glorification. Nothing. We are complete in Christ. As a matter of fact, there in Colossians 2.8, Paul uses some great words there. He says, don't, don't let anybody deceive you through philosophy. That's just philosophy is the Greek word. It means the love of knowledge. That's all it means. It's the only time it's used in the Bible, that word. He says, don't, don't let anybody rob you. Don't let anybody defraud you. He says, with philosophy and vain deceit. Vain deceit is empty deception. It's like smoke in mirrors, right? And he says, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments or the elementary, the ABCs of the world, and so many are being defrauded. And I know that as Christians, we feel that there's so many needs at this moment that there is a tendency for us to forget our sufficiency in Christ. Yes, we are being sanctified. Yes, we are being conformed into the image of Christ day by day. Yes, that is an absolute truth, but that is being done according to the sufficiency that Christ has provided. Christ has provided, and we, unbelievers, are complete, lack nothing. Everything we need for sanctification in this life has been provided through Jesus Christ. And I want to be clear. I'm not referring to a theology that says name it and claim it. I want to be crystal clear with that, right? I am telling you a New Testament truth. Some destructive theologies have believers scrambling for more when we are sufficiently equipped in Christ. I want to also call your attention to the second portion of that verse there, when he says, all things that pertain to life and godliness, which refer to everything in the realm of sanctification on earth. God has equipped the believer and has set the believer apart together, uh, apart unto him. We come together on this call from all parts of the world. God has equipped us with everything we need according to his provision in Jesus Christ. We pray as one people according to the power of Christ. We advance the kingdom of God according to the provision and the power of Christ. We confess, we repent, we praise, we pray, we preach, we witness, we minister, we study the scriptures, pray and worship in our churches. We sing all according to the power of Christ. We live this life on earth for the glory of God according to the power of Christ and his provision for life and godliness. And there's a third element. So we have seen that our sufficiency in Christ includes Christ's power, Christ's provision, and lastly, it includes Christ's promises. Note the end of that, through the knowledge of him that called us to glory and virtue. If we have been given the power and the provision, then the question really boils down to 
how does one experience the fullness of Christ? And Peter gives us the answer right there in verse 3. It is through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. And that word knowledge, I love that some of you may know it is the Greek word epikinosis. It means, basically, it means knowledge gained through firsthand experience. And this is this is much more than the superficial knowledge of Jesus Christ. This is the life-changing power that the believer in Christ experiences. And it is not limited merely to the salvation experience, but it plays itself out in our, sanctifi our sanctification experience in our life. I realize, believe me, I realize that some people get alarmed when we speak of experiences in our faith, but there's no need for alarm. Every experience can be validated by scripture, every single one. And that which is extraneous to scripture is to be disregarded, plain and simple. This knowledge brings the promise of God. This experiential firsthand knowledge brings the promise of God. And Peter makes that point in verse 4, where he writes, Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world, through the lust. Listen, as we, as we dwell upon this truth, we come to the place to realize just how sufficient is our position in Christ. I'm going to end with these words. In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my life, my strength, and my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace, when fears are stilled, when striving cease. My comforter, my all in all. Here in the power of Christ, I stand. If I could just say one other word, to be honest with you, I didn't think I was going to do this. Right before I got on the call, I got a call. There's a personal emergency going that I have to go attend to, and it's not good. My heart is broken. But even here, the sufficiency of Christ was more than enough. May God bless his word, and may God be glorified.